Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for joining us for another week of Take Two. 2020 is a weird and interesting year. We are still social distancing and using this time to meet all of our gubernatorial candidates. Joining us this week is Jeff Burningham. Thank you so much for being with us. I've never met you in real life, so it's fun to see you here. Yeah, good to see you, Heidi. Well, uh, for those of you listening in the podcast, we're doing this as a Skype as well, so I can see his smiling face. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about quarantine and how that's going at your house. We'll get to that in a minute, though. But I really want to talk some issues with you first, because a lot of people are still trying to figure out who their candidate will be. The primary will be here closer than we ever thought. Uh, right now, the governor has kept our state so that we have a stay safe, stay home advisory, we'll call it but not an order. Do you agree with how things are going in the state right now? Or if you were in charge, would you maybe put a full statewide order in place? Yeah, it's an important question. Obviously, this is a health crisis first, Heidi, and, and it's quickly becoming an economic crisis uh, as well. I think we need to be good at our social distancing, obviously. We need to wash our hands, take our vitamin C, and all the good advice that we've been given. And I think we're obedient here in Utah, so we're doing a pretty good job of all that. Um, and, and I think it's a time to rally around our leaders. It's not a time to point fingers. I do think economically, though, we need to get on top of this. We should act more quickly. I called on the governor and the lieutenant governor, the task force, almost three weeks ago now to dip into the surplus, to dip into the rainy day funds that the people of Utah have created to ensure that individuals, families, and small businesses are uh, as, as lightly affected by this economically as possible. And to make that happen, it would take a special session of the legislature. The governor has not called for it, but we do know that the legislature will use its newly um, instated powers that happened in the last election where the people of Utah gave them the power to call themselves into uh, a special session. Do you agree with what they're doing here, calling themselves into the session where they can start dealing with some of these money issues, business issues of the state? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if anything, it just should have happened earlier. It's not the time to meet today or even next week. We should have met weeks ago. Again, the people of Utah have created the most robust and diverse economy in the country. Uh, and we need to use those surplus fund, funds, those rainy day funds that have come from the industriousness and hard work of the people to lighten the load. We could reduce taxes in 2020. We could eliminate the food tax completely. Go ahead should be focused just on small on businesses here in Utah. There are a lot of things that we could do to help Utahns economically, and I think that that should be a strong focus right now for our current leaders. There are a lot of moving parts that you've just mentioned here. We do have a good rainy day fund. Where do you see it going to help businesses best? We have those federal funds that are coming in that are not really loans. They're actually money these businesses can keep as long as they are using them to pay uh, salaries, also their rent and their utilities. Where else can we help these businesses that might be falling through the cracks? 
Well, one thing we could do, I mean, there's something that we can each do personally, and this is one of the things that Utah is best at, is persevering and then helping our neighbors. So obviously there are things that we can do, whatever we can do. My wife and I have been eating takeout more than ever before. I'm not sure that that's great, but it's good for our, our small businesses and our economy, and we're trying to support them. So there are little things that we can do as individuals. We're good at that in Utah. One specific thing the legislature could do, tax day, as you know, Heidi, has been pushed back to July 15th. Let's allow companies to take losses in the first two quarters of 2020 and apply them to their taxes in 2019. What that would do, what that would do is allow them to hold on to more of their operating dollars, which is what they need right now. And that's something the state you believe could keep things afloat. They, they've got that rainy day fund where if they don't get that money from businesses, the state will be okay. Yeah, I, I believe so. Again, most of our answers don't come from government. They come from us. They come from the people. That's what I believe. I'm a, I'm a limited government kind of guy. I don't believe that the, most of the answers come from government. So again, we can take care of ourselves. We can take care of our neighbor. But government needs to do what it can do and it should be doing right now is utilizing or understanding the best way to utilize these surplus funds to help Utah get back on its feet. This is the key issue now of the election. How can Utah get back on its feet economically and continue to lead the nation in dynamic and interesting ways? I think an entrepreneur like myself, a political outsider, is best suited to help us get on our feet quickest in this regard. You live and work in the area of the Silicon Valley. We've seen um, companies in that area stepping up and helping the government make sure that they keep these tests rolling and making sure that people have that access. What are you seeing where you live, where people are really innovating and working as private companies to help the government right now? Yeah, in the Silicon Slopes. Luckily, I don't live in the Silicon Valley, but I do. I have been involved in and funding a lot of the companies on Silicon Slopes. And I think what they did with uh, Test 123 Utah is a great example. Some of the best people that we have in the state work in technology. They're some of our entrepreneurs, and they're leading the way in, in unique and creative solutions to make sure that we can get tested so that we can be safe physically that will then lead to economic progress as quick as possible. We are flattening the curve. Now we need to understand the steps that we can take to get back on our feet economically. What are the mile markers that when we hit, this can happen and then that can happen? That's the type of leadership we need right now. It's not time for politics as usual. We need bold leadership in the state. The season of management is passing us, Heidi, here in the state of Utah. The season of leadership is upon us. I think we need a politically unentangled leader as our next governor here in the state of Utah. Right now, as I look at social media, people are looking for different things from their leaders. I've noticed a couple of things that are happening in the Salt Lake County area right now that people are really excited about or really upset about. One of them was Mulligan's Golf Course uh, had worked through some issues with the city to try to reopen like we've seen in Salt Lake City, where you have to make your um, tee times online. There's not a lot of interaction. They're opening again. But some people are unhappy that if we're closing state parks and other places that we're opening up a golf course again. Also, the mayor of Riverton right now says we can social distance and help businesses and is willing right now to open up a Riverton City Park so they can have maybe a farmer's market of sorts there. But it would be businesses with tables spaced out to let these businesses keep running. Are these good ideas 
or bad ideas right now? I know everyone wants to get their businesses rolling, but there's a divide in whether or not these things are okay or not okay and how best to help the state or help and help the, uh, the economy at the same time. Yeah, that's really an impossible question for you or I to answer because we don't have all the data. I'm not in the briefings, um, and so we don't have all the data. What I do like is that Utahns are scrappy. They're entrepreneurial. They're figuring out ways to make this work and make this happen. And again, like I said, I'm a limited government guy. I don't think that most of the best answers come from government. In fact, they come from our people. The secret sauce in Utah's recipe of success the last decade has not been the government, and it won't be the government in the decade ahead. It is the people of Utah. So I, I applaud them in their efforts to be wise in their health measures, but also to stay on their feet economically. Like I said, um, this is a critical issue in our state right now. And, and if we elect an outsider, if we elect an entrepreneur, someone like myself who's created thousands of jobs here in the state of Utah, economic development is not theoretical to me. And I know that there are not a thousand government programs that could create the economy the people of Utah have. I trust them. I trust the people. And that's where I always would stand. I don't know where you were before we got to this point, but uh, you do have a five-point economic plan. Was the economy always your top issue, or did you have to pivot and turn like everyone else as we're experiencing this right now? Yeah, this has changed everything, as you know, Heidi, in the race. Um, it's breaking my heart. This certainly isn't the most important thing going on right now, but I do believe elections are important. And this election for Utah's next governor is critical. It's not about yesterday's ideas or even today's status quo. It is all about tomorrow's opportunity. And we see evidence all around us that the playbook that we've been using as a state for the last decade or more is not the playbook that will keep us on top. And so we need a fresh perspective, in my opinion. Um, we need a fresh perspective, number one, on education. That was my number one issue. My number two issue was the economy. Those have now flip-flopped. And third and last, I would certainly focus on rural Utah. Rural Utah needs a fighter in their corner. I'm not, uh, I haven't accepted the status quo in rural Utah. I will fight for them, work with them, and I'm excited to represent rural Utah in this race. I want to focus on education for a minute before we let you go. Right now, uh, parents and teachers are struggling to find what their new normal is. With teaching online, students um, are getting the best they can right now. But this is definitely going to, I guess, turn things upside down where kids may not be going back to school for the rest of the school year. They're going to start afresh next year. Are there new ideas as we start this next school year? We'll need to catch up or do things differently to adjust for the future, seeing what's happened this time around? Yeah, the pandemic's going to change the world forever, hopefully in good ways and in the best ways we can. And one of the ways it will in educate will be in education. Heidi, we need choice in education. I have four children. My wife is a former second grade school teacher. All four of our children are unique. It does not make sense to put them in a one-size-fits-all cookie-cutter education system. They all learn differently. There's a very simple equation that I understand as an entrepreneur. Choice creates competition, and competition creates better results. So we need more choice in our education. Parents know best how to educate their children, and so they need choice 
That will create better results for our children. We need to deregulate education, and we certainly need to empower teachers, make sure more of our funds get to the classroom, get to them, and to our children. I think that this pandemic actually will boost us ahead in significant ways in education. And while that may be painful short-term, long-term, this will be good for our state. It's certainly gotten us more involved. Uh, tell me really quickly how it's going with your family and schooling at home. Parents have to know what their kids are up to right now. Is it going okay at the Birmingham household? Yeah, thanks for asking, Heidi. It's going great. We're all healthy and happy again. This has broken our hearts in several ways. It's made the governor's race very difficult. We have children that had events and competitions and graduations that are now different. Look, Utah has done hard things in the past. This is These are unprecedented times. But again, we will persevere, we will take care of each other, and we will get through this. And Utah can and will lead in exciting and dynamic ways economically and in education. That is what I believe. This is a critical election, no matter everything else that's going on. And I hope Utahns tune in, pay attention, and I trust that they'll make the right choice. Perfect. And if people are being introduced to you for the first time on Take Two today, where can they meet with you? Do you have teletown halls, Facebook Lives? Where can they come meet up with you next if they want to hear more about your plan for the future of Utah? Yeah, my website is jeffburningham.com. Uh, we're on Facebook and social media at Team Burningham. And of course, we have teletown halls galore. Um, we have them several every week. We had one last night with Actually, Dr. Mike Kennedy, we spoke about the health ramifications of COVID-19, and then I spoke about the economic ramifications. So please tune into the Teletown Halls. They're a lot of fun. I wish that I could be with the people of Utah in person. That's really what I miss is being with the people and competing with the rest of the group. I, I like the crop of candidates we have this year, and I like competing with them. We need a fresh perspective in the state. I am the only political outsider in the race. And I hope that uh, people can see and feel that. We will be watching this closely, and hopefully people at home are using this quarantine time uh, safe with their families to be studying up on the issues and their candidates. Thanks so much for spending time with us today, and best of luck being locked up with your family for the weeks to come. Thanks, Heidi. Thank Same you. To you. Good to see you. Sorry that we weren't together in person. We will meet again soon. All right. Thanks so much for being with us, and thanks for joining us for another week of Take Two. Join us again next week as we meet with another candidate. Have a great weekend.